0: Holiday House Books for Young People presents Mark Shulman, author of I Voted, Making a Choice Makes a Difference, in conversation with publisher and editor Neil Porter.
1: Hello and welcome to the guest book. I am Neil Porter, publisher of Neil Porter Books at Holiday House, and it is my great pleasure to have the chance to talk with my friend and author, Mark Schulman about his new book, I Voted, Making a Choice Makes a Difference. Uh, This book had an unusual uh, gestation. I'm very much a reactive kind of editor. Uh, People send me things, and I say, yes, I like them. No, I don't. Fix this. Change that. It's very rare that I have an idea of my own, an original idea of my own. Um, But I did have one that was really nagging at me, and that was the fact that uh, in the run-up to the 2020 election, uh, I was aware that there were a lot of books for kids that talk about civics, that talk about uh, the voting process, but were geared primarily at middle graders, and I found very little that was appropriate for a picture book age child, and because I feel that voting and the whole idea of voting uh, should be embedded uh, as early as possible in people's consciousness, I thought there was room for a book that... that. Uh, that took the process and made it accessible to a young child. And uh, and Mark, over to you, because you can better remember how this all came to be.
0: Thanks, Neil. Uh, I am so happy to be able to work on this book with you and to have made it because you and I both came to a vision in different directions at the same time. Because I remember sitting down with you, and you asked me what I had been working on, what my ideas were, and one of them, Came up and I said, You know, I've always been interested in the notion that the sticker that you give to a kid at the voting booth says, I voted. And that would be an excellent title for a book. And I had the idea that a father and a child are going together to the voting booth, and step by step, the child is asking the father, Why are we doing this or that? And the father explains it clearly. Because I raised two kids and made them into early voters i let them pull the little metal knobs back when those were the machines we had here in new york city and it was important to me to make sure that they understood that like donating blood this is something that every citizen needs to do if and when they can and so you seized on that immediately and said that is a book that i have wanted to make and at that point we shuffled together the two halves of our ideas into this, and instead of it being a story about voting, it became the story of voting why voting happens, why it's important to vote all the time, and most importantly, why you have to start young so that it becomes a natural part of the process.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, I remember reading your initial draft, which is really charming, and it had a, a dad and a kid in the line uh as as the dad was was about to vote and it it was a traditional narrative and it felt really good and i remember thinking why don't we kind of distill that down and speak directly to the reader about what voting is and how voting is nothing more than making a choice and it sprang full blown in my brain again a very rare occurrence but i really had a clear vision of how this book should sound and look, and uh, and it was great to have you on board because, A, you're incredibly fast and intuitive and fluid and a very fluid writer, and because we're friends, it was very easy to make this book come alive with a lot of backing and forthing, which I very much enjoyed, uh, backing and forthing both physically and non-physically because, happily, we are not only author and editor, but friends and neighbors we live in the same apartment complex on either side of the complex we even vote in at the same polling station
0: and we went together back in the day
1: before this book even was a thought in our brains we actually went voting together so there was a bond a voting bond that existed uh, and mark was also the as he says the perfect person to to write this book because he has two kids and uh and and really um was able to instill in them um the importance of, of voting at an early age so it, it just it just snapped together very very quickly and i thought what might be interesting to the readers because they don't have copies of the book in front of them and can't see the terrific illustrations by serge Bloch is to have mark read just the opening section of the book to give you a sense of
0: what the tone and the voice is which do you like better apples or oranges, markers or crayons, trampolines or swimming pools. Some choices are easy to make, ice cream or onions. Some choices are harder, ice cream or cupcakes. Anytime you choose one thing instead of another, you can say that you voted for it. Well, when you're the only one voting and a little balloon says, do you want a kiss? And the child holds up a sign that says, yes, when you're the only one voting, you tend to get what you want. But people usually vote together. Imagine you're choosing a classroom pet. Everyone will be voting. And the pet you'll all get is the pet that most people vote for. Even if it isn't the one you wanted. So... If you want your choice to win, here's what you can do before everyone votes. You can let people know which choice you want. You can work with the people who want the same thing. You can talk to the people who want something different. Maybe you will change their mind. Maybe they will change yours. Then, when it's time to vote, you vote. It's simple. Sometimes everyone knows what you chose and sometimes it's a secret. But everyone's vote must get counted. And the winner is whatever got the most votes. Maybe your side will win.
1: Hooray!
0: And maybe your side will not. Oh. But if you don't vote, you don't get to choose. And your vote might be the one that makes the difference. Win or lose, when everyone follows the rules, voting is fair for everyone. It's the same when grown-ups vote. Grown-ups vote for the people who help run our towns, our cities, our states, and our country. They could be mayors, governors, representatives, senators, or even the president of the united states
1: excellent rendition of the opening pages of the book and uh and makes the point that we wanted to start micro and get increasingly macro that uh again the the guiding impulse was making a choice whether it's ice cream or cupcakes <laughs> and then extending it into a typical uh classroom situation voting for a classroom pet uh what listeners won't see because they don't have the books are the really charming illustrations of kids trying to decide whether they want a turtle or a rabbit for uh their classroom pet and how they do a little bit of politicking to convince uh friends of theirs which one to vote for until they ultimately um, choose the winner much as one does in a regular election and then it moves Uh, into the sort of macro space and makes the analogy to the way adults vote for political uh, candidates. And one of my favorite pictures in the book is uh, win or lose when everyone follows the votes. Voting is fair for everyone. And you see these two little kids shaking their hands. They're really happy because they've made a choice. And then that same kind of image is replicated below, except they're two adults it's the same when grown-ups vote. And so you're instantly transformed into uh, the current current year, the current moment of 2020. Um, I have to say that I wanted to do this book in time for the run-up to the 2020 presidential election. And we worked really hard and very fast uh, to get the book in shape. We published it. I wanted it out very early in the election cycle because I just wanted the book to be there and accessible to as many people as possible. So we we published the book in
0: January. Uh, Right, Mark? That's right. Came out around the 21st, just before the uh, first primaries.
1: And it was great to get the book into the field. We got some lovely reviews and a lot of attention. Uh, And then the world changed. And I think the world changed for everyone uh, who is listening to this podcast, certainly, when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. uh and that was a very interesting i mean it was very complicated and a very interesting moment for me as an editor and a publisher for mark as an author and a parent um suddenly we were in lockdown um suddenly the notion of voting was it, it remained really important but we were dealing with a lot of other issues we weren't anticipating dealing with in february march april may And uh, the world was changing from moment to moment to moment. And it's interesting that we were dealing with these kind of parallel continuums of what was going on with the pandemic, what was going on with the election, what was going on with access to books during a time of pandemic, Uh, since schools and public libraries, a primary audience for our books, were closed. Parents were depending more and more on home learning uh, which we're still living with. Mark, do you want to comment on that?
0: Well, I mean, I'm watching it happen. And I can tell you that um, it's harder for kids to differentiate between what is school time and what is home time. And so the ways that we can get them to sort of enjoy learning something is to everybody's advantage. Uh, I can say that a lot of teachers and a lot of programs have not been well-developed to capture the attention of kids. And so the more we can produce kind of messages like the ones in this book, the more likely we are to cut through a lot of the noise and clutter that kids are encountering.
1: Yeah. And it is a message book in that sense, but it, but I didn't, you know, there's that famous quote from, I think, Oh gosh, some Hollywood mogul. It was Samuel Goldwyn who said, if you want to send a message, call Western union, right. I've never liked didactic books that ram messages down the throats of kids. And I wanted the book to be breezy and accessible and fun, Mm -hmm. um, but also uh, substantive so they could actually take away
0: from it uh, something that they didn't know before. And that's why we ended up with the back of the book, what became the last five pages are expressions of how our government works. We have a breakdown of uh, easy steps for voting. We have the breakdown of government, Senate, House of Representatives, the judicial branch and the executive, and all the way down to state and local government. And by describing all that, and in the back, even having a bibliography and videos that kids can watch, we went out of our way to both tell a story by telling it, and then to give the resources at the end for helping teachers or parents give more information about how the government works if it wasn't available to them somewhere else.
1: Yeah. And I I do want to go into that back matter because it's really critical. Uh, It's something that I believe in really strongly that uh, I love making picture books and I love making picture books on unusual topics and, and useful topics. And the great thing about a picture book is that you have a definite frame of 32 pages in which to tell your story. And that's great, but you also can add depth and richness to the story at the end of the book with an essay with end notes. And Mark did a wonderful job of research and constructing some very substantial information about how we vote in this country uh, with yeah. resources. And I remember our <laughs> having a conversation because I kept pushing him for more and more and more. And he said, well, you know, our kids who are going to be reading this book or presumably four, five, six, seven, uh, going to be able to grasp some of the concepts we're talking about. And I've always felt that uh, it's there for the parent to use with the kid, for the educator to use with the child. Uh, it's there for the perspicacious reader who wants to learn more. And it doesn't matter if the writing style is slightly uh,
0: more sophisticated than what's contained in the, in the guts of the book. Exactly. And anyone who thinks that writing for children is easy should try to break down the United States government process, how it's three branches of government work, plus state and local, in four pages for a six-year-old to listen to.
1: Exactly. That's... I think it, it was harder <laughs> to get that back matter right than it was to do the entire book
0: absolutely uh,
1: and and also we were on a on a severe time crunch because this was a very time sensitive book i also want to call out our wonderful illustrator the great serge Blois, who is in paris as we speak also experiencing the pandemic from a french point of view uh serge is one of i think one of the great fluid comic artists of we have working today and i worked with him on several books and, as Mark and I began to shape this book, I had this light bulb go off and say that said to me, "Serge is the perfect guy for this." I didn't want to be locked into very uh hyper realistic illustrations of of kids and boating and stuff. I wanted it to be fun, almost like a cartoon. And Serge has this brilliant way of of creating so much emotion and joy with a single fluid line. And I think the illustrations, which are primarily in red, white, and blue, appropriately really speak to this. It might seem strange to call on a French artist to do a book that is so specifically American, and yet I thought he was the right guy for the job. And and much to my delight and amazement, because I was really thinking of an American audience for this book, it turns out that it's it's universal in its its themes and uh, the way it's constructed. And we've actually um, sold the book to four uh, countries, uh, South Korea, Taiwan, Italy, and Serge's native France. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was really a surprise. It was sort of like the icing on the cake. And because voting differs in each of these countries, each of the publishers in the respective regions uh, had to come up with their own back matter that reflected uh, how voting is accomplished in their respective countries.
0: yeah, I did uh, want to summarize how the Taiwanese do this, but I didn't think I could learn it in time
1: right and it was uh, so it was so interesting to see those it, because the publishers sent their versions of of the material uh, and except for the fact that neither mark nor i uh read korean or uh complex chinese uh we could get a sense of from the illustrations that because had to adapt his illustration of what the you know the equivalent of the white house looks like in korea or taiwan and as i said things have changed and it's been very fluid trying to get the word out about this book in this very changing this this environment that's constantly changing, also because the nature of how we work how we vote has changed significantly in the course of the last several mo- months. Mark, you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Well yeah, because we when we, when the book came out in in January, we didn't consider that there was going to be such a focus on mail in voting, and within a very short amount of time, it was clear that we had to um take ourselves past the part where at the end of the book, you know, we we say you go to a polling place, and the children should make sure that their adults vote. And then they'll get a sticker. What happens if you aren't going to go to vote, but you're instead going to mail it in? We should address that. So we took uh, a little bit of the book and we had it was easy to change, but it was important to change it to say you either go to a polling place or you take the ballot that you have and mail it in to um, we have a picture of everyone waiting in line instead of at a voting booth waiting in line at a mailbox. It's a great little picture. And that'll be in the newer uh, versions that are being printed.
1: So, you know, publishing is an evolving thing, and it's great uh, to be able to change and adapt uh, a nonfiction book to meet the moment as things evolve. Mark, have you had any particular uh, reactions to the book from kids or parents you've shared it with? Absolutely.
0: First, I want to say that um, we've made very certain that what we produce is a nonpartisan book. It is Important to know that we have not only gotten wonderful reviews in the New York Times, but in the Wall Street Journal, and that is a as high of a commendation of the impartiality of the message as we could have hoped for. I've read the comments that people have left on different places, and that to me uh, has told me more than what I've had people say to my face, because no one's going to tell me my book's bad, but they will definitely. Um, spend more time talking about the art if they're not happy. But in the case of what people have been writing on different uh, uh, websites and in different places, they say that the book is really giving parents a way to approach something that they didn't think was as important. It's a conversation and it's a kind of a repeat action that has to work into a kid slowly, the way other traditions do, and the way other important uh, aspects of life do. And i 've just been thrilled to hear how many people have said they didn 't think about it before they didn 't emphasize it enough with their kids, and now they understand how to create a voter comes from the repetition and the example that the' grown up set
1: I think it 's especially acute at, at this moment in time because kids are with their parents at home and are, are much more connected to the whole Uh, political process than they might have been even though they were learning about it in 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 a physical school i'm sure they're getting information about elections than voting uh, on in terms of online instruction but there are their parents right there who are making plans either to vote by mail to vote early or to actually show up on the day it was really interesting also working with Serge. Uh, and there was a little bit of lost in translation in the illustrations. One of my favorite moments was when he, he sent his artwork. And uh, as Mark mentioned, there's, an, there's a reference to ice cream. And later on in the book, there, there is a, a, a sign. But instead of writing ice cream, Serge wrote ice. And suddenly you had this big sign that said ice which has a a very different connotation these days in America. And that's as political as I'm prepared to get
0: uh, on the subject. Um, Uh, And I'll say Serge did go for, he was trying to go for the independent vote, uh, the independent parties as well, uh, because we had uh, said that we wanted to have a, a, a tortoise and a hare which, you know, you have uh, the two parties for the kids. The class pet is either slow and steady, dependable and predictable, or fast and, and unpredictable and, and, and moving quickly and, and hyperactive. And those are two different directions for the classroom pet, for the kids themselves, for a type of government. Serge, in the political science, he added a lobster, and I wasn't yeah, right. altogether. <laughs> and I really enjoyed the lobster, but I felt that it was, you know, the, 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 the third party was going to only split off possibly from the turtle. I didn't think that it was going to be fair uh, as an election. I think we should narrow it down to two party system. So the lobster got replaced. That's right. <laughs> it was fun. The whole
1: process was a lot of fun going back and forth, and we were, we sort of triangulated with Mark and me on either sides of an apartment building in Manhattan and Serge in Paris, uh, just sort of winging it around until we had a book that we were really, really
0: pleased with. There was a line that you, uh, you said at the beginning of this when we just started to talk about it, and I wrote it down so I could get it word for word. And so Neil has a line in this book that's entirely his, and it says... Anytime you choose one thing instead of another, you can say that you voted for it. And that isn't the way that I write because I wouldn't have put in the you can say that you voted for it. I loved the turn of phrase because it wasn't mine and it was better than something I would have come up with. And and so I just kept it in exactly as it was written. Have I ever told you that, Neil? No, Um, I don't think you have. That's yours. That's yours. I still have the scribble on the uh, on the napkin. Um, my favorite line that came in, it was the last line I wrote for the book because um, the book had already been set and you were telling me that at this point they were looking for a color check, which is even after the periods and commas are, are fixed. And I wanted to rewrite something that just stood out for me. And there's a picture of a little kid feeling sad uh, and while two kids who are being very happy and smug are walking off with their rabbit. And I looked at that picture and I said, you know, There's a message I haven't really driven home in the text that I want to put here, which is says, if you don't vote, you don't get to choose and your vote might be the one that makes the difference, because that gets lost when people think that there's so many voters. How could my vote matter? And when I've done readings of the book, I like to point out that there was a presidential election in which 537 people in Florida made the difference on who became the president. And that there are probably more people in your school than who decided who became the next president of the United States back in 2000. And that's something that it doesn't get Clearly pointed out enough that there have been elections where a coin toss has determined who it is that became the politician who got voted in, or um, they've had to come down to a vote uh, that uh, where the we've had to split in the United States. We've had our uh, presidential votes um, decided by Congress because it was too close to call. In all of those cases, it is because. People were uh, had, had come to a certain point to vote, but not enough people exercised the desire to vote. And when you find out that 50 or so percent of eligible voters actually got down and voted, you realize people, not enough people understand how important it is. And that's why we had to start at the beginning with kids because that's the generation that's going to really be most impressed by our message and hopefully move forward. And that is why we push in a few places, that kids be sure that they are the ones who push their grown-ups to get the vote in.
1: Absolutely. It's uh, it's funny. I was just watching the news, as is my want, uh, in the morning, mm-hmm. and they were talking specifically about complacency, how voters look at polls and they might say, well, it looks like it's a foregone conclusion, so they don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And, and Mark has so effectively pointed out how every vote can make a huge difference uh, and how important it is for uh, us all to get out and vote. Uh, Maybe, Mark, uh, we're probably coming close to the end of our time. Why don't you read the last few lines of the book?
0: Here we go. We've described what a candidate is. It's someone who wants your vote. So here's how the book ends. When election day finally comes, everyone goes to the nearest voting place. Once you've had your 18th birthday, you'll add your name to the voting list. Then you can vote too. When it's election time, you might send your vote in the mail. Or you might go to the nearest voting place. At every voting place, everyone stands in line. Everyone votes for a candidate, and someone wins. If you're old enough, it's important to vote. If you're not old enough, you know what to do listen read talk ask and tell someone who is old enough to bring you along on election day when the voting is done you might get a sticker and that sticker will say i voted
1: perfectly done um I think that about covers it. Uh, Since this is the guest book, we have to sign the guest book. Mm -hmm. And is there anything that you would like to say to accompany your signature, Mark?
0: Yes, I want to say, kids, make sure you get your job done and get your grownups to vote.
1: And I'd just like to add uh, to the the adults who are listening, uh, please get out and vote and vote like your lives dependent upon it because they do thanks so much for joining us on the guest book it's really been a pleasure mark to spend some time with you talking about
0: our book and thank you neil it was an honor to make the book with you and genuine pleasure thank you for taking the time